This episode is brought to you by Pepsi Wild Cherry. Pepsi Wild Cherry is bursting with delicious cherry flavor and a sweet, crisp taste that gives you more to go wild for. Getting wild may look different these days, but whether it's opting for a solo Friday binge watch or a big night out, everyone can indulge in their wild side with Pepsi Wild Cherry, also available in Zero Sugar. So grab a Pepsi Wild Cherry and get wild. 630 Chad Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins. Weekdays at 6 on 630 Chad. Kajula looking for the activating nurse. He's got him to win it. Nurse shoots and scores! Darnell Nurse! Riley takes the snap, settles into the pocket. He's got some time. Now he's going deep, looking down the sidelines. Oh, what a catch! And that's going to be a touchdown all the way to the end zone for Darrell Walker. An absolute bomb! Edmonton's home for breaking news on your favorite teams. This is Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins on The Voice of your Edmonton Oilers and Eskimos. 6.30 Chad. Well, how are you doing tonight? Going to let you know right off the top here at 7.30 if you'd like to set a reminder on your telephone, legendary pro wrestler Rick Flair. Yes, Rick Flair will be on Inside Sports tonight. Dave Campbell's the producer of this show. He is our resident wrestling expert, well, I suppose along with Kellen Kennedy, who's on the other side of the glass tonight. Ric Flair, of course, is coming to Edmonton Saturday, January 12th to speak at the Jube. Well, let, why don't we just start the show by giving away two tickets to that, first of all, and, and then you can hear a, a preview of, of what Ric Flair will be talking about in person. We're going to go uh, caller number 3, 780-496-0063, a pair of tickets to see Ric Flair at the Jube with guest moderator Jimmy Mouth of the South Heart. Saturday, January 12th. So there we go. And Ric Flair on Inside Sports tonight. I'm looking forward to that one. My goodness. I, I'm just, I'm just going to get to sit back and listen to that one. That's pretty cool. Hey, here's what you listened to on 6.30, Chad, last night. Nugent Hopkins there. Tried to muscle it through to McDavid. Poked right back to him. And Nugent Hopkins gains the line. Ready, quick shot, score! Just inside the left goal post. Played along the boards for Kara. Good Branson and Delzato defending, and it's Delzato getting his stick on that pass from Kara. Nudged free for Yamamoto in front. Quick shot, Ratty, and it trickles home. Ty Ratty again. Ratty on a two-on-one dishes. Gets it back. One-timer score. There's the hat trick for Ty Ratty, set up by McDavid. His lights-out preseason continues. I mean, it's just incredible. And, and I, I'm just watching last night. And I'm like, well, yeah, of course, right? He scores again. Why wouldn't he? Uh, you know, like I was saying with Andrew before the break, I can't tell you this is going to continue. He, he's doing a lot of things well. He's getting his shot away. He's playing smart. He's been able to score with McDavid and Nugent Hopkins. He's been able to score when he's away from McDavid and Nugent Hopkins. I'll just tell you this. I, I can guarantee Ty Ratty's not going to have a 53.8 shooting percentage in the regular season. He has scored seven goals on 13 shots. Well, what, what's the phrase the kids use now? That's unsustainable. That's unsustainable. Yeah, you're darn right it's unsustainable. Uh, I'll, I'll tell you what my hope would be for, for, uh, for Ty Ratty to have a great season and for everybody to have fun watching him. 
I hope he gets 200 shots on goal. I hope he's uh, smart the way he's shooting it, that he gets it on and off his stick in a, in a hurry, that he gets to the net and looks for rebounds and deflections, uh, that he continues to uh, read well off Nugent Hopkins and McDavid. And maybe he takes some uh, high... Pre- Here would be the absolute dream for Tyratty. And I'm just going to throw this out there. This isn't me being like, oh, I guarantee this is going to happen, or, or, you know, he's on pace to do this. I'm saying here would be my dream for Tyratty and the Edmonton Oilers, and everybody who's pulling for him. 200 shots on goal, 15 shooting percentage, he gets 30 goals. Wouldn't that be amazing? Wouldn't that be amazing? Could he get 200 shots if he plays all 82 games? Well, he'd have to get two and a half per game, so he'd have to keep firing away. He could, you know, maybe maybe get there, and, and maybe if the shots are high caliber enough, maybe he gets to 15%, and maybe he gets 30 goals. Wouldn't that be magic? For Tyratty to just break through like that, I, I would I would love to see that he's doing everything right. And uh, look, regardless of what happens from here on out, it is a, a preseason to remember for Ratty, and and good for him, and a preseason to remember for the right wingers because we didn't know what was going to happen there. And y- you feel good that at least some of this is going to continue into the regular season. Puliyarvi looking more confident, knowing how to make plays, taking the puck to the net, getting his shot off, and uh, Kyler Yamamoto continuing to learn and grow. A little, obviously, a quieter game for him last night, but obviously a guy full of potential. So the right winger is looking very, very good. We do have a winner for the Ric Flair tickets. I know uh, the lines are full calling in, so I'm sorry to disappoint you those of you trying to get through. Uh, Kellen, who won the tickets? Congrats to Daryl. Daryl won. Maybe we'll find another set to give away before the end of the show, but not yet. Does that sound fair? Oh, that's more fair than you can to me. <laughs> Kellen's like, yeah, as if you're going to be like, no, no more giveaways. That's it. Never well, again. Well, Never. <laughs> you know, no, it's going to be great. Uh, I mean, I'm glad people are, are, are wanting those tickets. And I think, you know, what's really important? People had a good time with me. We were doing it together. We had a good time. Oh, that's great. All right, uh, 7804960060. I, I could resist recording that today. 7804960063. You can also text 63630. So uh, Ty Ratty rolling, Pooley Arvey looking good, and uh, Kyler Yamamoto coming along. Uh, the, the forward positions are, it's interesting how they're fanning out, panning out here. Uh, I know that I had a lot of texts last night to overtime open line about Drake Kajula, who has only played two preseason games, uh, but I think legitimate questions that is he getting pushed down here a little bit? Well, sh- well, sure, if Yamamoto goes into the top six, Reader drops down to line three or four. If Chason gets signed, he's a 12-13 forward, and then that could make Kajula a 12-13 forward, uh, forward as well. So that's something to, uh, to keep, on, uh, keep an eye on too. Uh, the backup goaltender. You all know the contract. Koskinen, Miko Koskinen, the big Finnish goaltender, gets one year, $2.5 million. He's the uh, assumed backup going into the season. And why wouldn't he be if he's being paid that? He has uh, not looked that great. He had a bad game in Calgary. He had a game in Winnipeg uh, where, okay, he let in five on 21 shots, all pretty high-caliber scoring opportunities my argument would be is uh, it's your job to make saves. Talbot made them last night. I mean, Talbot faced 35 shots. Some of them were tough. He stopped them. 
He stopped them. So what are they going to do? They haven't been playing Montoya. He's only played one period. Well, I think they, they both deserve a chance to play here a little bit. Talbs will not even dress tomorrow. So the other two will dress, and we'll try and we're discussing how we balance that game out. Do we give the full game to one? Do we split it halfway? Do we split it uh, two periods, one period? Um, that position's important, and that position's important three or four players deep not just one player deep. So they're going to continue to, to push each other. And um, much like the defense, we've got to figure that part out here in the next three or four days. I, I would have, I, I think if we read into some things that have been said and the contract situation, I, I, I would uh, hazard a, a pretty educated guess that the Oilers by now would have been thinking, yes, Miko Koskinen is, is, had, had a couple good games and he's the obvious backup. That has not happened. Todd McClellan said last week after the first two preseason games, well, now we're going to give goaltenders full games. And now he's saying, well, we may have to split tomorrow's game because we may want to see both Montoya and Koskinen. Uh, I know uh, there was a, t- uh, and a listener last night who asked me about maybe Koskinen going back to Europe and getting out of that contract. I don't see that happening because you want as many goaltenders in your system as possible. And uh, I, I would assume Koskinen doesn't wouldn't mind making two and a half million dollars whether he's in Edmonton or Bakersfield he w- would sooner be in Edmonton but you got to think about that as well seven eight zero four nine six zero zero six three Elvis is on the line Elvis good to hear from you again buddy yeah good to talk to you too Reed um, I just I just wanted to bring up I wanted to talk about Ty Ratty and it shouldn't come as a, a, a surprise how good this guy's hands are uh, when he was with Portland Winterhawks the guy lit up the Christmas tree like crazy correct Sure, a lot of guys did on that Portland team, though, that haven't done great in the NHL. But yeah, they were a high-scoring junior team, absolutely. Yeah, and and for and for me, I think I think the biggest thing with him, and and I'll just echo your thoughts again here, where when you get confidence like this guy's, like the confidence he's getting, and I think that he reads uh, plays well with McDavid in the short amount of time that I've watched him. Uh, I mean, going back to last year and then going back to the the preseason this year. Also, him not playing with with other people, I think he's. I think this kid is getting confident, more confidence and confidence, and and but like you know, that can be derailed pretty quickly, also, right? Well, uh, here here's the th- here's the interesting thing, Elvis. So last year, the Oilers don't have a good year, and they they change up the lines, and then they have a two more games that aren't very good, and then they change up the lines again, and then they maybe win a game or two, and then they then they do bad again. The lines are changing again. Maybe what Raddy is buying here is that if he comes out of the gate and doesn't score for five games, but he's around the net and he's checking, maybe the coaching staff can take a deep breath and say, okay, he shot the lights out in the preseason. We see him doing some other little things well. We're comfortable with the other lines. We don't have to switch up McDavid's line mates every three or four games. Because McDavid actually, if I would have known you were going to call in, I would have found the clip. But he, McDavid made a comment uh, I think right at the start of the camp, saying, you know, it's nice to have a line mate and build some chemistry and not switch it around. So maybe what Raddy is doing is that if he does, you know, have a dry spell in the regular season, maybe he's buying himself some time that that line still get, stays together and is allowed to work through it. Absolutely. And, I mean, you talked last year about about these guys pulling the uh, um, McClellan having the blender going all the time. And in my opinion, like I don't think there was a lot of time for these guys to gel, like you just stated, 
And you know, when it, when it comes to goaltending, we're talking about Koskinen. Uh, I think I think that guy. There was. A, I don't think the Oilers were the only team that were, according to reports. No, no, there were there were five were or six teams. Their... There were five or six teams looking around for sure. So, so there's got to be something there. I think I think that he'll adjust, and if, and if he has to go down, you know, to the AHL, so be it. He'll go down there, like you said. He's still making he's still making his cash, and he's doing. He'll be doing fine. But I think Talbot cannot play the super amount of games he did two years ago and then play in the playoffs again because, in my opinion, I think that wrecked him last year. Well, Talbot's looked very, very under control so far, which is good. Elvis, good to hear from you. Take care, Reed. Thanks. Six seventeen. Jed is up next on the... Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline phone line. I'll catch up to some text messages as well. A little bit uh, from Todd McClone with what they're going to do on defense inside sports on 630 Chet. The 630 Chet Afternoon News Getaway to Montego Bay. An eight-night escape with Jalen and Andrew. Listen for the word of the day, then enter to win at 630Chad.com. Courtesy of New West Travel. Subscribe to the Inside Sports Podcast. Available on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, or wherever you find your podcasts. This is 630Chad Inside Sports. You heard that spot for the 630Chad MVP. Well, we're going to have Skylar Schellenberg from the Edmonton Huskies on later tonight, courtesy of Elite Promotional Marketing. A devastating injury last season, but he's come back strong from that. So you'll get to know Skylar a little bit later on. You can text 630-630. Kelly from Fort Vermilion says, I think we have to relax a little bit and not jump the uh, the gun on our goalie already. There's no need to hit the panic button yet. The Big L says Koskinen should play the next game and then Montoya the one after that. They need to play the full game no matter how they perform. Trent says, Reed, the things I took from the game last night were the Oilers need to tighten up their D in their own slot. They need to work on zone entries on their power play and limit how easy and quick other teams set up their power play. If Talbot can have a bounce back year, this team could go on a pretty good roll. That's from Trent. Uh, I think those are some good observations, Trent. And I, the power play scored twice, but actually didn't have a very good night setting up and getting the puck up ice. And McClellan talked about that after the game. And this texter says, fans have been shouting shoot for two seasons now. Pooley, and Raddy. Uh, seem to have taken that to heart this preseason. They need to keep that up. Well, I like how quick they've been getting their shots off. I think Yamamoto has some of that in him as well. And uh, if you've been an Oilers fan for, uh, well, two years, eight years, however long, uh, we've been crying for someone to one-time that puck, especially on the power play, or just get it on net as quick as possible. So uh, absolutely, that's a strength that we've been seeing from those guys so far. And Chris texting in, he says, Ric Flair, finally a legitimate athlete on your show. Thanks, Chris. Ric Flair coming up at 7.30 tonight. All right, I got about a minute here for Jed. Go ahead, Jed. Hey, we're talking about Ty Riley there. I guess what people forget is when he was in Portland, he's playing the exact same way he did in Portland. And now you've got him with Connor McDavid. 
And it's just, they finally found somebody that likes to release the puck. And the other one I don't like is Cassian. I, I want to hear about it. Read what you think about Cassian's game. He's just not up. I don't know what it is. He's lost a step. He just seems to lose the puck. He doesn't have that point like he had last year and the year before. Well, he's got to get some. Yeah. He's got to get some of that intensity back. He has to be better yeah. on the PK than he was last yeah. year. Uh, yeah. I'm not writing him off, but uh, but I mean, Jed, there's. It's funny because Cassian will have a few good games and he skates yep. pretty well. And yep. people will say, "Well, give him a chance with McDavid and Nugent Hopkins," but he's not that no. type of player. He's not a consistent offensive player. Uh, I, I wonder too, Jed. I'm just going to throw this out there. This is the type of yep. thing, you know. Maybe we'll be wrong and forget about it. Maybe we'll be right and talk about it again in two months. Yep. I wonder if the Oilers, if the Oilers have a better penalty kill, he'll be able to be a little more of a psycho out there. You know what, what I mean? What I find, what I find is he's lost the drive to go for that second chance after the puck. Like before, he was like a hawk. He'd be on the guy and he wouldn't give up. Now, when he loses the puck. He sort of gives up, and he, he gets back, but he doesn't get back like he used to. Jed, thanks for calling, buddy. You got it. Yeah, take care. All right, 780-496-0063. A uh, little more Oilers chat coming up. We'll let you know what's going on with the Edmonton Eskimos. They got a home game on Saturday against the Winnipeg Blue Bombers. All ahead, Inside Sports on Jed. You're listening to 630 Jed Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins. Tonight, Inside Sports on Oilers and Eskimos Radio 630. Chad, my name is Reed Wilkins. Good to have you along for the ride tonight. In one hour, we're counting down Ric Flair in conversation with Dave Campbell. Yes, the uh, legendary wrestler Ric Flair. He's coming to Edmonton on uh, Saturday, January 12th to speak. And he's going to speak to you on this very program. That's going to be cool. All right. So, yeah, we're keeping an eye on the Oilers here. They're practicing uh, earlier. They skated at, usually they practice at 11. So 9.30 today, uh, 9.30 morning skate tomorrow. Usually that's 10.30, 9.30 practice Friday instead of 11. They won't have a morning skate on Saturday. They play the Flames in the afternoon, and then they're going to fly to Germany right away after that game. The game in Germany on Wednesday will be played on an Olympic-sized ice surface. The game in Gothenburg, Sweden, next Saturday is going to be played on an NHL size surface, and that rink uh, it was it, they they did some renovations uh, a few years ago, and they did it so the rink can be uh, adjusted to an international size or an NHL size. So they the the game that counts in the standings will be on uh, an NHL size rink. I know some people have been asking about that. Some guests on Inside Sports. Get gift certificates to Northern Chicken, bringing down South Comfort Food to Edmonton with Southern Classics and other tasty treats. Salivate over the menu at NorthChickenYEG.com. You can reach me at 780-496-0063. It is Alan on the line. Hello, Alan. Hi, how you doing? Doing well. Good. Uh, well, thank you very much for having me on the show here. Um, I just want to say, you know, I, I have a good feeling so far. Just what I've seen, you know, the, uh, the preseason, uh, I feel like the team has got more grit. Like they're 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 more energized. I feel like they got more they got more drive. Uh, you know, compared to last year, the preseason, I you know I, I didn't feel it. So, and I'm going by my my gut instinct, and I, I think that I think this year it might be 
might be their year. You know, that they might be able to pass the regular season and, and go into the playoffs. Now, I don't know what's going to happen in the playoffs, but but I think they got a good chance this year. I think they might have a good opportunity. Uh, I'm not mistaken. What do you, you know? What are your so, so, oh, yeah. I'm just going to ask you, Alan. What What are you primarily basing that on? Do you think, like, are you referencing that that, that you know just the disappointment of last year, or they're taking this year a little bit more seriously? What is it that I, most gives you that feeling? I think that they're taking more chances now. I think they're shooting a lot more. When compared to last year, you know, they weren't shooting up, and and now they're taking those extra chances to to capitalize on those extra shots or whatever. But they're getting more aggressive from from their back end to their front end. I think that they're they seem like they're they're jiving a lot more better than than I saw from last year. Now I know it's too early to say this, but so far I think it's uh, I, you know I'm I'm always been a Vancouver fan. I I moved from Vancouver from uh, Edmonton in 2007, and I've always wanted to become an Oilers fan, but I just never had the opportunity because I've just been disappointed to to watch. But I think this year might be the year that I'll be uh, you know I'll be wearing all the oil Oilers. Uh, because I think they'll they'll do something spectacular this year. All right. Well, I, I hope you're right, Alan. I mean, there's definitely some guys who are off to, to good starts here. Appreciate your call, man. Thank you. Uh, I, I I will say this, and, and Talbot referenced it last night, and he referenced it today as as well when he spoke. That, that Talbot said it's nice to get the wins in the preseason, but he, he did say that everybody seems committed to the process. Um, and you know, you hope that the optimism doesn't blow up in your face after a while, but. They, they seem to be, you know, back to checking a little bit better. Uh, you know, we had a caller and several texts referenced to some guys being just more willing to shoot the puck. They have some more guys with that, that really shooting mentality. Look, here, here's, the, here's the weakness to me, everybody. It, it's, it's, it's pretty simple. It, it's what's going to happen on, on, on defense, and specifically once you get further down the depth chart. And don't bother texting me telling me that the Oilers don't have a true number one because we all know that. They don't have Subban. They don't have Keith in his prime. They don't have Doughty. You know, fair enough. Uh, if Clefbaum bounces back, he's an above-average defenseman. Adam Larson is, I, I think he's really good. I think he's a great defender. Uh, you know, Nurse hopefully continues to develop a little bit. He can skate. Benning and Russell, I think, give you an honest effort and can do what they do. So if those guys at least do, you know, their jobs... You know, I think those are five decent defensemen, not a knock them out of the park group, but five decent defensemen that 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 I think, um, you know, can 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 play pretty well and, and are probably good enough to be on a playoff team. And I'm not saying a Stanley Cup team. Remember the difference here, everybody. Uh, I'm saying playoff team, not Stanley Cup team. Uh, but the the number six remains completely up in the air, and. We've, we've talked about Jakob Yerbeck. He has not come in and grabbed it. He played better last night. Jason Garrison has been uh, decent, I think. He, uh, you know, he's a veteran guy. And then you have Baron Bouchard. We'll try and put together the best defensive group we possibly can. And if we believe it's Bouchard and Bear, then we'll do it. And we really have no other options. Uh, we're not there yet. We still have to figure out. Uh, I thought Jarabek played better last night than he had in, in games prior. Uh, Garrison had a good game. He didn't show up in, in hardly any chances against. And, uh, and um, 
was a calming influence on the ice. So we have to weigh that into the equation as well. So uh, we're not there yet, but if, if it happens to be those two young players to start with, then two young players to start with. That's that's what we have. Well, I think Bouchard's going to be around. Bouchard can flat out move the puck. We've seen him make a, a couple of great passes from in his own end to the, the offensive blue line that have led to goals. He did it last week in, in the home game against uh, the Jets. He did it last night, long diagonal pass through the neutral zone to McDavid at the offensive blue line. He flexes, flicks it ahead to Pugliarvi, and then Pugliarvi, again, the mentality, I'm not going to play with it or do something too pretty. I'm going to rip it on net. They get a goal. Those plays started with Bouchard. He didn't get an assist in the one last week because a couple of guys touched it before Nuge scored. So Bouchard can do that. But I, I look... I totally get the concerns about how well he's going to defend. I totally get it. Can you put him out there on the on the road in a tight game and the other team's going to put out one of its top two lines and, and put Bouchard in distress? I totally get it. But it looks like they're going to have to try it uh, because I don't think his defensive is, is more of a liability than Yerbeck's, and at least Garrison has the experience, though, though I wouldn't say his, his, his foot speed is the greatest anymore. And... You know, Ethan Bear was drafted four years ago. Don't forget that. Ethan Bear was drafted the same year McDavid was drafted. So he's, you know, three full years uh, out of junior and played minor pro last season. So, you know, I don't, I don't know if he's going to be an everyday solution, but, but maybe he's a guy who spots in and out as well. So that's how we're breaking down that position. You heard how McClellan break it down, but I think long-term over the course of a season... And if you're talking about a team on September 26th legitimately having a shot of winning the Stanley Cup, uh, you're not this concerned about their depth on defense. That, that's, that's how I, I would break that down. 7804960063. This portion of the show presented by Furnace Family, your 24-7 furnace repair and replacement specialist. Call 7804-FAMILY or you can go to FurnaceFamily.com. All right. Tomorrow's game is at 7. The face-off show on 6.30, Chad, will start at 5.30. Going to be really fun on Saturday. We'll have the face-off show for the Oilers and Flames at 11.30. The game will start at 1. We'll do overtime open line until 4.30. Then we'll go over to the Brickfield at Commonwealth Stadium for the countdown to kickoff. Then we'll have Eskimos play-by-play at 5 as uh, they take on the Winnipeg Blue Bombers. It's a home game. It's a home game where the Eskimos should win, right? They're 5-1 and one at Commonwealth, just 2-5 and five on the road, right, Calvin McCarty? We're lucky to have an opportunity to play a game. It's a meaningful game, obviously. All games are meaningful. Like I said before, there's more holidays than game days throughout the year. So holiday season at home, you got to take advantage of it. And it's the West, and, you know, this is why you play, this is why you play football, to go out there and put everything on the line and, and play next to your brothers with, you know, we... We understand our situation. We understand Winnipeg's situation, but at the end of the day, you got to handle your own business. So it seems like the last three seasons we've been talking about this. Your, your record, thirteen games in, two years ago was six and seven. Yeah. Last two years, it's been seven and six. Yeah. When we went on a run after that. Yeah. So, I guess you could say there's time. <laughs> I mean, there's time, but at the I mean. You don't want to throw away games. I'm not saying we, we threw away that last one. They, they made more plays than us, but there's only so many games in the season, and you got to take full advantage. And we know, you know, being in this division, being in this position before, that they're all important. But uh, we just got to come out, and you don't want to build up too much, but just execute your play, 
whether it was good or bad, and move on to the next play, and don't let that previous play distract you from doing what you're supposed to do the next play. So, is, it, is it mystifying, though, that this team plays so much differently at home, and you, you've won games much differently than you have on the road, and you haven't won much on the road, but yep. when you have one on the road, you're pretty much in control of Montreal, and a lot of your games have been those type of games where you are in control in the right. fourth quarter. Is that what it comes down to? Uh, but you still got to make plays in the fourth yeah, quarter, you right? You still got to make plays. You got to play four quarters. Like you said, we only two wins on the road. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. Really, you if you can go 500 on the road and defend the home at turf, that, defend home for turf, that's always been kind of the, mm-hmm. the recipe for success. And maybe 500 might be setting the bar low. I'm just throwing out a... You know, a general maybe that's not that's above average for sure. Mm-hmm. So, um, to win this division, you definitely got to be above average. And I'm not sure the discrepancy whether we play it here, whether we play it on the road, whether we play it at Clark on the street. It should be the same intensity and same mentality. But I think part of that could probably go to our fans as well. And uh, we definitely need that support, and we appreciate it from the home team. And sometimes you need a little boost, and they've been here for us this year, so. Maybe that might be part of the difference, but not a difference as a reason for us to not win those games on the road. Speaking on that note, this is one of the loudest crowds for sure that you've had oh, yeah. in a long Especially time. The last time we were out here. Yeah. So we all remember that and uh, we got we also gotta take you know, take that last L and not let it boil over and be confident and go out there and execute. All right, that's Calvin McCarty from your Edmonton Eskimos getting set for Winnipeg on Saturday. You will meet this week's 630 Chet MVP for Elite Promotional Marketing when we get back. This is J.C. Sheriff from your Edmonton Eskimos, and you're listening to Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins on 630 Chet. Hey, the 630 Chet MVP is presented by Elite Promotional Marketing and gets Under Armour apparel courtesy Elite. Of course, this athlete is also featured on Global News every Tuesday. You can find that video in the MVP section on 630Chet.com. This year's or this week's MVP, nose guard for the Edmonton Huskies, Skyler Schellenberg. Skyler, welcome to the show. How are you doing? Very well, thanks. How are you? Doing very well. Thanks a lot for coming on the show tonight. Uh, you guys are getting ready for a game against the Saskatoon Hilltops on on Sunday, they're five and zero. You're four and one. Must be pretty exciting a week to get ready for a battle for first place. Yeah, definitely. Uh, you always want uh, good competition that makes you better and kind uh, of lets you gauge where you're at with your season and where you can move going forward. Okay, uh, you know your story is a bit of an interesting one. Can you tell us what you went through last year? Yeah, so last season I uh, tore my ACL uh, in our in the year against uh, the Wildcats and so um, this offseason I was working to rehab it and to get healthy so I could be a uh, part of the team this year Now this has happened right in the middle of the game you got hurt? Yeah I think it was just before uh, halftime actually we were pretty close to anyways. Did you know it was bad at the time? Um, I actually kind of thought it was going to hurt more <laughs> if I'm being honest um you kind of, I think mentally you've got to build it up to be a really big thing. And it obviously is. Like, I, I knew after surgery that it was pretty serious. Um, but uh, when I went to put weight on it and I, and I couldn't stand on that leg, I knew it was probably pretty bad. 
Okay. What was the rehab like? And I think what I'm getting at there is, is how did you deal with the, the frustration of, of not playing in an extended time frame where you probably couldn't be very active? Right. Um, I think you, you do yourself a favor by focusing on what you can't control. I mean, once, once you've hurt yourself, um, you can't unhurt yourself, right? You have to think about what can I do today? Um, can my body right? Can my mind right? So I can be better uh, down the road. Was it was it tough, or maybe you weren't? Were you? Did you get to be around your teammates at all? I mean, you must have missed being around the team environment. Yeah, that's definitely one of the best parts of playing football. Um, enjoying time with the guys, for sure. Um, I was able to come up. Um, I was living in Macomb uh, when the injury happened, so I was able to come up for practices a few times a week. Um, came out to all the games after that. Uh, throughout the rest of the season in the playoffs. Um, but you're definitely right, though. It, it, it's definitely hard when um, you see your teammates playing and you want to be out there helping uh, get the win. Skyler Schellenberg joining us on Inside Sports. He's the elite promotional marketing 630 Chad MVP this week. Plays nose guard for uh, the Edmonton Huskies. He's telling you a little bit about coming back from a torn ACL last season. Uh, any any ill effects this year or anything you'd have to change with your game, Skyler? Um, it, it definitely affects your mobility uh, coming off a of surgery like this. And it, it's tough when, um, for example, you can't run for, I think it was five or six months, I couldn't start jogging, period. And you start jogging and it's, you know, 30 seconds a minute, and you have to kind of slowly build it up, right? So um, it kind of gave me an opportunity to focus on some other parts of my game, like the upper body strength. I, I actually doubled my reps a 225 from the previous season and so um mobility is definitely an issue when you have the knee braces but i think um you just have to pick apart your game and try to get better at something every day okay you know, I, I know I, I talked to one of your coaches, and, uh, and obviously, you know, you were, you were selected as the MVP for this week, and, and it sounds to me like you have the reputation of being a, a very good teammate and, and one of those guys that, that people like having on, on their team. Where do you think that, why do you think that is? Where does that come from for you? Well, I think football is a team sport, and I think especially in today's game, there's a lot of guys who are sometimes a little bit selfish and they kind of focus on themselves but I think ultimately it is a team sport and we have to uh, sacrifice to be successful right so that's kind of my mindset um, I want to do what I can to make my team better um, and that's kind of the, the attitude that I try to have throughout the year okay uh, what are you doing uh, what are you doing away from the field are you going to school yeah um, actually it's a year off I was working uh had a shop in Macomb uh, the past year, but now I'm uh, back in school, uh, my third year of a bachelor arts degree. And what's, what, what school are you going to? Um, I'm actually still a University of Saskatchewan student. Um, oh, really? Okay. Yeah, I spent time out there for two years um, practicing with their team. And so I'm still working on, on that degree, actually. Okay, and what, what would you like to do with, with that degree? Do you have a plan in mind? Well, eventually, I like to get into law enforcement. Oh, really? Yeah. Okay, good for you. I, I got to ask you something else. Uh, you know, I, I was talking to your coach this afternoon, and, and he said you're going to love Skyler. He sounds like James Earl Jones. 
So has anybody <laughs> ever told you that before? Uh, James Earl Jones, no, that's a new one. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I've, I've definitely had comments from teammates and that kind of stuff, but no. I joke to... Uh, I joked to the our reporter for Global that I had a face for radio, so I don't know if that, that counts for anything. <laughs> well, you got a great voice for radio for sure. Now, do you know what uh, character James Earl Jones is famous for being the voice of? Uh, Darth Vader uh, in Star Wars and uh, Mufasa, actually, in The Lion King. Too. Well, right. I, I was more thinking Darth Vader. So can you give me a no, I am your father to end the interview? <laughs> <laughs> Luke. I am your father. That was pretty good, Skyler. <laughs> hey, hey, congratulations on being this week, uh, this week 6.30 Chet MVP. Hope the season keeps going great for you guys. And go get them in Saskatoon, okay? Yeah, awesome. Thank you. Skyler Schellenberg, you can nominate someone by looking for MVP under the local tab on 630Ched.com, the MVP presented by Elite Promotional Marketing. We're back after the 7 o'clock news, and don't forget Ric Flair coming up at 7.30. 630 Chad Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins. Weekdays at 6 on 630 Chad.